Hello, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Delighted to be with you on this very special day. I hope that you're doing well, that your energy is great, that you are accessing the joy inside of you, that you have chosen to be in a great space. And if you need some inspiration in order to do that, well, that's why we come together. It's hard to believe that we have been communing in this way, using technology to connect one another and to uplift each other, to inspire each other for months now. Pretty sure it was in April that I began hosting these moments of inspiration for us I was feeling like I needed to be connected to you. Other folks were telling me how disconnected they were feeling because the uh, recommendation, very strong recommendation was stay home, be inside except for when you must go outside, protect yourself, wear your mask, wash your hands, stay at least six feet away from other people we, I'll say for me, I didn't imagine that it would last this long, that we would be able to be together as we are now, but unable to be physically together in a safe way. And as human beings are, we are creative, we are inventive, and we have been using technology to keep ourselves connected to each other, to that pulse of love that lives within each one of us. And I'm so grateful to have spent all of these days and weeks and months with you. For anyone who's new to Dream Leapers, Dream Leapers Inspiration, welcome, 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 welcome. What we do here is to contemplate themes that can help us to access the inspiration within we contemplate ways in which, very concrete ways in which we can move forward, being mindful of who we are, what our circumstances are, what our opportunities are, and where we intend to head, where, where we're headed, how we're gonna move forward into whatever the next moment is. I find it very helpful to look at wisdom from uh, the words and, and written words and spoken words of great people who have really spent a lot of time considering how to live a great life. And I remembered a poem that was my father's favorite poem. And my father wasn't really someone who, to my knowledge, who read poetry that much. I mean, every now and then he would surprise us with the things that he read. But this particular poem, and I don't know why he lit upon it, but it became a theme for his life and a theme for him to share with my sisters and me and my mother to contemplate really how to live. And it is, and my father was not a religious man, but this poem is called Sermons We See. And it was it contemplates 
the true meaning of a sermon and the value of, you know, what is that? That message that is offered by someone whose seat is to be a spiritual leader, who in a church or whatever the environment might be, stands before the congregation and gives a message. And that message is to inspire the gathering, the congregants to consider a way forward that will fill them with the intention and the strength and the conviction to move forward, embracing whatever that message is. So my daddy, who, as I say, was not, he, he, he did not really go to church. He, he wasn't that kind of a spirit, but how he lived is a different story. And I want to read you this poem. You know, normally I'll read one quote. It's usually a sentence, maybe two. I want you to hear this whole poem because it's really beautiful. It is called Sermons We See by Edgar Guest. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see good put in action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lecture you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you and the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. When I see a deed of kindness, I am eager to be kind. When a weaker brother stumbles and a strong man stays behind, just to see if he can help him, then the wish grows strong in me to become as big and thoughtful as I know that friend to be. And all travelers can witness that the best of guides today is not the one who tells them, but the one who shows the way. One good man teaches many. Men believe what they behold. One deed of kindness noticed is worth 40 that are told. Who stands with men of honor? Who stands with men of honor learns to hold his honor dear. For right living speaks a language which to everyone is clear. Though an able speaker charms me with his, eloqu with his eloquence, I say, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'm going to read that last group because I didn't do that so smoothly. Here, this, here's the last uh, stanza, I guess. One good man teaches many. Men believe what they behold. One deed of kindness noticed is worth 40 that are told. Who stands with men of honor learns to hold his honor dear. 
for right living speaks a language which to everyone is clear. Though an able speaker charms me with his eloquence, I say, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. Isn't that powerful? I, my father used to just, he would say that I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. He would say that with some frequency to us about how to live. And so as I say, my father, Harry Cole, I'm named for him, while he wasn't a man who went to church so much, he was a man who lived his convictions and lived with honor. Indeed, he was a judge and he was called the Honorable Harry Augustus Cole. That was the title, the honorific given to him. And he took it very seriously. What does it mean to live an honorable life? What does it mean to stand in your convictions and to be to be a person of your word? What does it mean to do what you say, not just say it? And I thought it would be great to contemplate this poem. What a rich poem, Sermons We See by Edgar Guest. It's such a rich poem because over and over with each verse, it reminds us of how to live. What we say really doesn't make any difference unless it's matched by our actions. We've been talking about this a lot. I've learned through my spiritual practice, through meditation, that you know the, the, the word yoga means union. And the notion is that when your thoughts, words, and deeds are unified, they are the same. What you think is reflected in what you say, is reflected in what you do. When those three equal the same thing, then you can have peace in your life because you are doing what you have told yourself is important and you are honoring your word. Sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes in an effort to be well-meaning, we actually stumble and, and get mixed up and make choices that don't necessarily serve us. And, and I mean, all of us can do this. Many of us do it without realizing. So when, here are a couple of examples. When you are very busy, which many of us are, and you are asked to do something and you say, I'm, I, you agree to do something that someone has requested of you. It could be a family member. It could be for work. It could be a friend. Whatever it is, you agree to do something that you A, don't think you have time to do, B, don't want to do, um, C, don't know how to do, but you agree. In the back of your mind, you know that you may not be able to complete whatever this task is, but you agree because you don't want to seem mean or dismissive or incapable. There are lots of reasons why we agree to do things that perhaps we shouldn't. And then... What happens next? You say you're gonna do it. Do you write it down to remind yourself to do it? Do you make it a priority? Sometimes we're buzzing through all the stuff that's on our list that we forget to write it down. I've done this. I've done this recently. 
I said I was going to do something. I agreed to do something that was important to somebody else, and I did not complete it in a timely manner. And so then what happened? That I was not good for my word because I said I was going to do something and it didn't get done when I said it was going to get done. Has that ever happened to you? If you put it off because you think it's hard and you need to give time in order to be able to accomplish whatever that goal is properly. And then time ticks by, you get to it and you realize you, you don't know how to do it. Oh, then what? You don't know how to complete the task that you said you were going to complete. Then it doesn't get done. Do you ever just push it aside if you realize you can't complete it, don't know how, it's too late? Or do you immediately respond to whoever you committed uh, with to do whatever this task is and say, I'm so sorry, I didn't complete it? How many times do you just whisk it away rather than standing up and saying, I wasn't able to accomplish this or I need help or whatever it might be? You see how you, we can take these big thoughts about doing what we say and then break it down into the reality of our own life. And when we do that, when we break it down into the reality of our own life and look at small agreements that we have made to do things that we didn't accomplish, then we realize we're not living our sermon. Right? We're not living by what we said we were going to do. And all we have is our word. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one anytime. Isn't it true? Have you ever been in the company of someone who's just lecturing you over and over and over? You did something wrong or you're about to do something and they want to give you all the rules about what to do. But they're sort of sitting on high pronouncing what it is that you should have done or what you should do, even if that person is not fulfilling whatever it is also. You hate that. We don't like listening to that. We don't like being lectured to. We like seeing skill in action. We like being inspired by what another does, by how another fulfills a duty, a responsibility, how one lives in the moment. When we see people living in the moment in ways that inspire us, it helps us to sit up straighter, stand up taller, be more convicted in whatever it is that we feel is important in our lives. When we see people not doing that, it becomes really difficult sometimes to be motivated to do what we believe is part of our path. And so when my father gave us this poem and reminded us again and again and again, I do remember sometimes like, okay, daddy, got it. But he's been gone, I think 22 years. And I still remember many of his uh, points of wisdom and especially this poem because it tells you how to live. It tells you how to be, it tells you what's important, which is how we do what we do. What we do, how we live is not so much about 
how we say we're going to live. It's about what actions we take. And that's why in these Dream Leapers Inspirations, I give concrete homework, let's say. I give recommendations of things for us to do in the day of receiving the inspiration so that we can take action based upon whatever it is we're exploring. Because, you know, if we just, if we say, wow, I just, you know, I'm going to exercise every day. You say it, and then even in that first day, you don't do it, then you feel deflated. And you beat yourself up and you say, oh, well, I didn't do it today. Maybe I just give up. Let's not give up. Let's make a commitment just for this day. What do we commit to do that is living our sermon, living what our heart tells us to do, that we do articulate and that we actually take the steps and take action. And since I mentioned exercising, because I've talked about this a lot and I talk about it a lot because we're all sitting we're sitting, looking at a screen, often looking at each other, talking to each other. Now, the great thing is before COVID, we would often be on phone calls if we weren't physically in each other's company. At least now we often see each other, but we're sitting and sitting is not good for the body, not for long periods of time. Just like if you're typing, they say, stop typing every 20 minutes and you know do some hand exercises. I said that I was going to up my fitness game, and I have. I've been working with the trainer twice a week right here in my house on Zoom. And so I get corrections if I don't do things well, and I've been walking. And I said I was going to do it. It took me a while to become consistent. I am consistent. Not every single day, but many days. And I hope you are taking care of your temple, that you are moving your body, that you're drinking more water, that you get up every 20 minutes and just stretch. You know, I participated in a wonderful gathering, international gathering uh, about a month ago. And there was a Hatha yoga teacher who was part of the experience. So this was a charitable event gathering, but there there were musicians and all different kinds of folks, but Hatha yoga teacher from the uh, uh, organization called Jiva Mukti. They do a lot of Hatha yoga instruction. And she gave us a 10 minute exercise that you could do right after you get off of this call with me, this engagement with me, which was stretching and, you know, like stretching and, and twisting and, stretching every part of your body and it felt so good. And she said, we should do this every day. This could be part of your sermon, how you take care of your temple. What else have you thought that you were going to do that maybe you haven't done as well? What are those things on the list that are scribble, scramble at the bottom and you know, you really don't want to tackle it because it feels too hard? Put it at the top of the list and let that be part of your sermon. That you tackled something that was super difficult because you deserve it. Because you don't want to 
wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, I forgot to do that. You know, that's, that's uh, why I believe in making lists. I make a list every single day, including on the weekends, of what I have to do. And I break it into uh, sections. I do things that are personal for me, for Harriet. What can I do for myself? I do things, I write down things that are family. I write, because I have multiple projects that I work on, I break my work down into each of the projects. And then under each of these headings, I break down the tasks into manageable, like what they now call snackable size tasks, small, so that I can check it off. And I literally check it off. And this helps me to feel a sense of accomplishment and to persevere and push on to do the next thing. That is, and that is one of the most valuable practices that I've developed over the years. It was something that I read in a book by a great spiritual being named Swami Muktananda. And he described that the best way to live each day is at the end of the day, you review your day. What did you do? How did it work? You assess, how did the day go? And then you plan for the next day. So that when you wake up, you are executing your plan rather than figuring out what your plan is. It makes life so much more efficient. So I've been doing that for 20 some years, every day, including the weekend. And I write down what I have to do and I check it off when I've done it. And what happens when you do that is you will see your patterns. You will see your sermon. Are you indeed living the life you want to live? Are you fulfilling the tasks that are at the top of the list? Are you pushing things to the side? What are the things you're pushing to the side? You learn about yourself by observing yourself by observing how consistent you are in doing what you said you were going to do. This is so important. And I, I know the poem is long, but I also know some of you just joined. And so will you indulge me? I want to read it to you again, because the words are so powerful. For those who have just joined, this poem is called Sermons We See by Edgar Guest. And I will remind you that my father, Harry Cole, who was so strict, my daddy was strict. He, told, he basically told us excellence was the only option. That was how we were to live our lives. I remember thinking, man, you are so harsh. But in reality, that harshness led us to be convicted to do what we thought was the right thing to live the best life possible. My mother injected sweetness, so we had the stern and the sweet, and together they helped to propel us to be who we are today. And this poem was something that my father lived by. He loved it and he told us about it a lot. And here's what it says. It's a little long, but listen, and those of you who heard it before, hey, I'm being like my daddy. I'm going to share it with you twice. Sermons we see. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one 
any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see good put in action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lecture you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you and the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. When I see a deed of kindness, I am eager to be kind. When a weaker brother stumbles and a strong man stays behind just to see if he can help him, then the wish grows strong in me to become as big and thoughtful as I know that friend to be. And all travelers can witness that the best of guides today is not the one who tells them, but the one who shows the way. One good man teaches many. Men believe what they behold. One deed of kindness noticed is worth 40 that are told. Who stands with men of honor learns to hold his honor dear. For right living speaks a language which to everyone is clear. Though an able speaker charms me with his eloquence, I say, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. Isn't that powerful? So powerful as we are coming to the close of this year and contemplating our way forward, how we want to guide our steps to positive action, to healthy choices, to living through this time of incredible challenge and, and finding the sweetness in the moment extracting the greatness in the moment. It takes us walking our talk, living our best life, doing what we believe we can do in order to live the best life possible and to share our goodness and love with others. And so I offer you this poem and I challenge you today to decide one thing that you're going to do that will put your sermon in action. What can you do today? Taking an action based upon what you value. What one thing can you do? If you'd like to share what that is, you can go to the Dream Leapers Inspiration uh, group that I formed on Facebook and we can talk about it there. You can share your ideas there. And also, please let your friends know that even as I do this live 
on Facebook on Mondays and Wednesdays. We now offer this Dream Leapers Inspiration as a podcast, wherever podcasts are found. It's called Dream Leapers Inspiration with Harriet Cole. Please tell your friends. If you like it, maybe they will too. It is my offering of love to you and to all of the people that it touches. Together, we can make this world that much sweeter. And I trust that you take this inspiration forward and allow it to help guide your steps to your greatness. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.